Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy, co-founder of KidsViews.com. And I'm here in the studio with Amy Oztan, SelfishMom.com. And Amy has a crazy cough today. So I do. If we have massive hacking in the middle of the podcast. She's okay. She's not choking. She just has a crazy cough. And Hopefully. she says she's not sick otherwise. But, <laughs> but I'm keeping my distance across no, the table. No, keep your distance. I was sick over the weekend. But all that's <laughs> left is this hacking cough and my lower than usual voice. So in honor of Amy's hacking cough, our topic today is parent hacks. A totally different <laughs> kind of hack. Uh, we are going to be joined by Asha Dornfest, who is the author of Parent Hacks and also of the brilliant blog, it's already, which I can't believe, has been like 10 years hmm. um, on parenthacks.com where you can find all sorts of things that you had no idea and you're like, oh my God, that's brilliant. Oh my God, that's brilliant. It makes, Amy and I both said we wanted to have kids again just so we could cut yeah. up pool noodles to do a million different things for us. Um, so we're gonna have Asha and then we're just gonna have our bites of the week since Andrew's not with us. We are going to have a one segment extra special podcast. <laughs> so let's jump right in. We have Asha on the phone from Portland, Oregon. Hi, Asha. Hi, Re- hi, Rebecca. How are you? Hi, Amy. I'm sorry about your cough. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, but I will say you did set up the hack pun really well. So thanks for that. <laughs> I know it worked out really well. I was actually like looking at Amy and looking at your book sitting on the table. And I'm like, oh, I just used that word like eight <laughs> different ways now. <laughs> Um, I I should say, like, for our audience who can't physically see the book yet until they buy it um, or in the bookstore, but it's like this perfect little size to stick in your purse. Mm -hmm. Is it? I don't know what I'm bad at measurement, but I feel like it's like seven Uh, by five. I actually have I have not (laughs) I have not measured the book myself, but uh, but this the design, the actual design and visual presentation of the book, I will completely credit to my publisher, Workman Publishing. Uh, they are they are geniuses when it comes to creating books that you just want to pick up and hold and look through. They just have this knack for creating these little objects, and I could not be more excited with how the actual look and feel of this book turned out. It's just amazing. It's and, fantastic, and it's color coded. It's like got everything going yeah, for it. I know. <laughs> well, and I, I could tell you so many stories about the incredible amount of thought and consideration that went into that by the designers and by my editor, who actually is also, you know, a genius at the visual stuff, not just at the words. And so, yeah, every every little design element you see in the book was chosen for a reason. And it just comes together so beautifully. And yet, when you look at it, it just looks like this little effortless thing. So I want to go backwards a little bit to how you started Parent Hacks. And are you like a hacking genius? And how did how did this come about? I mean, were you just MacGyvering everything in your house because you ran out of stuff? And and also, what does hack mean? Like, how is that different from just advice? Ooh, good question. Okay, Amy. so this this is these are all very good questions. So I think the first place to start is I started my blog ParentHacks.com ten years ago precisely because I am not a hacking genius. (laughs) And even the term, the term hacks at the time wasn't so popular like it is now. And I would say that a hack is a clever and unconventional solution for an everyday problem. Mm. So, 
you know, something like, you know, the diaper tab breaks and, you know, you're desperately looking around for what to do about it and you find a Band-Aid in your purse and you stick it on the diaper. That's Uh, a hack. So it's just a clever and quick and basically seat-of-the-pants solution that you come up with on the fly. And uh, so 10 years ago when I started Parent Hacks, my children were much, much younger and uh, my son, my oldest, was... I think had just turned six and my daughter was two, but I had already been experiencing overwhelming new parenting for some years. And I just found that a lot of the advice that was out there at the time, it really came from books and magazines at the time. I mean, the internet just wasn't really the place mm-hmm. for parenting advice at that point. It felt like it just didn't apply to me. You know, my experience of being a new parent was so different than what I was reading about. Certainly, it wasn't what I expected. It was just a lot more challenging. And so I found that uh, a lot of times the advice that really helped me the most was the stuff from a neighbor, the stuff that someone just mentioned on the playground, you know, the little tips here and there, the little tricks people figure out as they go along. And I thought it would be really great to just find a way to share those tips. That was it. I mean, this was what I needed when I was a new parent, and so I started it. That was it. I mean, it was no more visionary than that. So one of the things I love is the way the book is divided um, because, you know, my daughters are now 13, um, which is unbelievable to think about. But there is a way I could honestly – I actually flipped forward um, because there Mm. were things in here that – it didn't matter that they were that now. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, definitely a ton of great, um, most, I would say most things are focused on baby and toddler. So I think this is mm-hmm. honestly like the perfect baby shower gift. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Because, you know, I got so many baby books for my shower and who reads them? Nobody. When you have your baby, you have no time to read your baby books Mm -hmm. with parenting advice. So you're like grabbing at anything. This is literally like a tip a page, but divided up so easily. And there were things in here that um, were totally still helpful, like (laughs) using a can opener and nail clippers to open toy packaging. I'm like, that was like the oh, smartest Wasn't thing. Wasn't that just so smart? Yeah, my my <laughs> in-laws have a friend who ended up in the emergency room slicing open one of those oh plastic <laughs> things. Those, has, those, those crazy plastic clamshell packages are a hazard to everyone's health and sanity. I mean, seriously, those things are terrible. I know. So, yes, there is a lot uh, that's useful pretty much for your whole life in this book. And I'm really glad you said that Um, that you feel like this is a great baby shower gift because, uh, you know, clearly that was, you know, the intention is definitely this book is for new parents and, you know, expectant parents, you know, parents who are just starting out. But I think the, the idea is more than just here are a bunch of tips for you. The idea is to plant into people's minds that, first of all, they will figure it out as they go along. This will get easier. You yourself will actually discover some parent hacks of your own. And that it's a, it's an ongoing conversation and that there are ways for people to contribute to that. So, you know, my subversive and dear hope is that parents who are just starting out get a little message of encouragement right at the beginning. You know, basically, mm-hmm. you can do this. You've got this. It's going to be okay. And... Um, And as for hacks continuing to be useful, I'm telling you, even now, I mean, it's been 10 years and my oldest is 16 now. And still, I have at least once a week an experience where I smack my forehead and I think, oh, my 
God, that's so smart. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I, I just, parents are very inventive. I mean, we have to be. We have to think on our feet. You know, we're so constrained by time and sleep and everything else. And it, it actually forces us to be really creative. I hope you're working on a high school and college version of Parent Hacks then. You could totally do a dorm <laughs> version. Yeah. Living it. Oh, oh my gosh, a dorm that's That's actually a really great idea. I know. <laughs> I think because a lot of these things well, I think are useful in a dorm. Um, you know, there are yeah. things. First of all, can we just talk about the vinyl tablecloth for a second? <laughs> Let's talk about vinyl tablecloth. <laughs> Let's talk about vinyl tablecloth. Um, I loved this sounds so cheesy. You have a two-page spread on the vinyl tablecloth <laughs> with illustrations. <laughs> it, I think people don't realize. We also, um, the one you didn't have that we use for, a solid green one, is an awesome um, DIY green screen when your kids start making videos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We, okay, so before we even continue, you have to snap a picture of that and post it on Instagram, and then you have to tag me so I can I share will. that because... That's really, kids are, yeah, anyway. We've done so many sleepover parties, and that's our green screen. We just, I go to the party store, and I get a green vinyl tablecloth instead of one of those fancy kits on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have the fancy kit from Amazon. I really could have just used a green (laughs) vinyl tablecloth. Um, But I love, that's one of the things I love, is it's not just um, one-off tricks for things. You have these multiple uses for really common things, like the vinyl tablecloth, painter's tape, um, you know, the toilet paper roll, like those, all those leftover toilet paper rolls. Can I tell you that this weekend I did all my wrapping paper <laughs> So that's coming apart in my oh, closet? That's great. I totally did. I was like, oh, I cut the little. Oh, we're like you use the toilet paper roll to, to keep, keep it together. Keep it together. Yeah, that's. But I want to hear more about into a little you turn it into a little cuff. Yeah. Like a little Wonder Woman cuff. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And you just clip it around the uh, around the wrapping paper roll. But I I want to hear. Yeah. Let's talk about the let's talk about the vinyl. Let's talk about the vinyl tablecloth. What what have I not been doing with vinyl tablecloths? The only thing I ever really used them for was um, to spread out under a blanket if the ground was wet. Oh, like under your picnic. Yeah. Interesting. So they're great for that. They're great for under a high chair. Oh. They're really great. You can actually cut them and turn them into all sorts of little things. You can actually cut them into smaller pieces and use them as little portable um, diaper changing mats if you oh. want to. There, there are so many different things that you can do. And it's just, um, you know, the whole notion of reuses actually is something that I really wanted to devote some space to because... I think that's the other thing when you're a new parent is you're just overwhelmed by all of the buying choices. You know, buy these products because you must have them when you're a new parent. And, you know, the reality is you don't really need that much stuff when you have a new baby. I mean, you definitely need stuff, but there's no way that you need all the stuff that you that people are telling you that you need. And so I wanted I just wanted to have some space in the book devoted to the notion that you probably already have a bunch of stuff sitting around your house that you can use. And so that that was the inspiration behind those those two page spreads for different types of products. There's a two page spread for uh, the the hanging shoe organizers that oh, hang over the favorite. back of the door. Yeah, those things are great. You can store so much stuff in there. You can store toys. You can store electronics. You can, some people actually even use them for self serve snacks. <laughs> for people who have, you know, like a swinging pantry door in the kitchen or something. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, it's simple stuff. But when when you bring together all these great ideas that other people have come up with, then that's when it just becomes really powerful. Because I certainly couldn't come up with, you know, even 10% of all these ideas myself. You know, I mean, we just, we, we, we 
I think as parents, when we throw all these ideas into a pile and then we can all sort through them, it's just so much more useful. It's more fun, too. Yeah, I mean, I actually really love that we should mention that about your site, that it's really a community. Um, Oh, absolutely. And I think that is what makes it so valuable. Yeah, I mean, so when I started Parent Hacks all those years ago, it really was, you know, in the introduction, I say that it was my shout into the void, basically (laughs) saying, somebody help me. (laughs) Because um, I think that, you know, we we all hit that moment when we're new parents. And I think the most wonderful thing about Parent Hacks is that hundreds of people answered. People said, hey, you know, like, here's what I did to make my life easier. And someone else would comment, hey, that's a good idea. Here's what I did. And that's really how that community got started. And so, you know, all of the stuff you hear about parents on the Internet, people sniping with each other and, you know, all sorts of bad things happening in the comments and in social media. I mean, these things happen, but I I have to say there is just evidence of goodness as well. People want to help each other. And if you swing by the Parent Hacks Facebook page, which is where I feel like a lot of the community has really migrated, you'll see all sorts of helpful stuff. People are just, you know, people are, people want to chime in in a helpful way. And so, yes, it's absolutely a a community. Um, I actually um, highlighted the names of the contributors of all the hacks on the inside covers of the book mm-hmm. um, because I just really wanted to get that across that these are real tips that came from real people who are living their real lives with their kids. Hmm. This isn't just, you know, an editorial intern sitting behind a desk saying, oh, I'm going to come up with five clever ways to use, you know, bottle nipples or something. Right. <laughs> You know, so, um, so it's, it's real stuff. And I mean, and because it's real stuff, you know, it's not like every hack is going to work for every single person. Right. You know, this is a this is a tip that worked for somebody and they shared it. They sort of generously put it out there and it's going to work for some people and for other people it's going to be either it may, may or may not work and it may or may not even be helpful to them. So what's your favorite hack in the book or, or favorite hack on your site that you've learned? Oh... I've been out now asked this question a number of times, and every time I, I heave this side because there are just so many great ideas. <laughs> um, so um, let's see. What is my favorite hack in the book? Gosh. Well, one hack came through, which, believe it or not, I, I, I love this hack. It's so simple, um, but I love it because I absolutely – I've had a couple of glitter disasters in my house. Oh. Have you ever sold a – Okay. The, yes. the herpes okay, of the art world. The of your voice. <laughs> herpes of the art world. Glitter. We love it. We hate it, right? So um, one of uh, a parent sent in the idea to clean up the glitter with Play-Doh. So basically you keep Play-Doh on the table, and then you roll the Play-Doh around on the glitter, which both oh. picks up the glitter and turns the Play-Doh sparkly, which is like it's a total win-win. That's genius. <laughs> that is so brilliant. I mean, it's a small problem in the scheme of things, but it is such a great thing when you're dealing with <laughs> dealing yes. with glitter. Um, that's a favorite. And, and another, you know, funny favorite actually was to to you know, bread heels. They, they just sort of sad and lonely, and they get left in the bag, and nobody wants to eat them. Yeah, my you know, kids the ends of the bread. My kids don't think it's food, right? <laughs> right. 
like it's they're just rejects and it's really sad because they're actually perfectly legitimate pieces of bread so um, a very clever hack is to use them for your grilled cheese sandwiches and to put the heel part on the inside <laughs> with the cheese and then keep the you know the bready looking part on the outside and then grill your grilled cheese sandwich or whatever you do and nobody even notices that they're bread heels anymore i'm totally going to do that so, to my kids yes like do you know how much bread i've wasted over oh, the years so much of this? So that's that's another favorite hack. Again, you know, these are not, you know, questions or problems of eternal significance, but at the same time, it feels really satisfying to just fix something that's, you know, that's a problem. Yeah, but that's the thing about parenthood. Like, often it's not a big thing that's difficult. It's like death by a thousand mm-hmm. cuts. So if you can have all mm-hmm. these little solutions and all these little helpful things, it just makes a huge difference in your day. Yeah, you know, so. it's funny. That's very true. That's very true. And I think, you know, it's I'm glad you reminded me about that because the grilled cheese sandwich example. I mean, I think we've all had toddlers who freak out if their sandwich doesn't look right. And so <laughs> oh, yeah. that actually could be a real solution to, you know, a possibly day ruining problem for some parent somewhere. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you one that I just used aside from the wrapping paper one, which I was all excited um, it's also toilet paper. I obviously have like a toilet paper fixation in our house. <laughs> but my daughters are 13 and they still pull the toilet paper roll like with 50 rolls. Like they, they still don't know how to just take some and rip it off. They still go like, woo! And like, I don't know. They used to, We go through so much toilet paper with two girls in the house. I'm like, I don't even know what they're at school all day. I have no idea how it's happening. So you have the tip that you can you should flatten the roll a little bit so that it slows the spin. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. But I totally did it because I don't, I really don't understand why we go through so much toilet paper. That's like those public ones where you can only turn it like twice and then it doesn't turn anymore. So you just smush it and it makes the cardboard flatter and it just doesn't spin so fast. And I love that. It's not as cruel as as those public ones that 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 stop and exactly like, and then you know no it's not that cruel it just adds a slight pause to the rolling so that you're not as inclined to just grab yank the end and just spin with abandon it would also so, maybe stop my cat from spinning i just want to put your it. mind at ease about that good yeah i also love the way you um reuse maxi pads what in, inside the diapers for extra reinforcement <sighs> especially at nighttime oh yes because um, who hasn't Feminine been there? Feminine products make, yeah, they make quite a quite a an appearance in, in this book. Yes. In fact, my illustrator mentioned this. He's like, boy, there really are a lot of maxi pads in this book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, seriously, I'm so sad that, like, I'm done. I'm going to use this stuff on my grandkids, I guess. <laughs> right? You're going to feel so smart. Yeah. Oh, right. And then, and then you know, future, you know, spouses of children will be like, wow, grandma's so smart. <laughs> They'll just be so impressed with you. Yeah. You know, the, I, I just read an Amazon review um, from somebody who said, you know, great for grandparents, great for child care, you know, people who do a lot of child care. And mm-hmm. there was more than one mention of, I wish I had a time machine so I could go back and do this with my own kids. Mm-hmm. Totally. But then I don't want them to be that age, though. (laughs) Just want to do the hacks. (laughs) Yeah. Just do the hacks. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, Another very funny surprise about this book that I have heard from friends is that their kids, I mean, from little tiny toddlers to, you know, the teenagers are taking this book and reading it all the way through because they love the illustration. 
Hmm. There's a sort of graphic novel feel to this book. Mm-hmm. And so who knows? Perhaps we're raising the next generation of of parent hackers and we don't mm-hmm. even know it. I know. There were things. It's so funny. So there's things when um, you read it, you're like, oh, yeah, but I spent so much money on nursing bras. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was pumping, and you have the whole like how to make a hands-free pumping bra. That when you see mm-hmm. it, you're like, oh yeah, you use a sports bra and you cut it. Like, oh. duh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, why did I think of that? Or like using a panty liner as a nursing pad, or like things like that, where you always felt like you were running out or didn't have a clean one, mm-hmm. um, where you could just see how that would have just saved so much time. Um, and also just that feeling that you needed to have everything. It really is, I think, the worst thing that befalls new parents is this feeling like somehow, and if they have everything, then the parenting will be much easier. Yeah, or I w- baby will be easier. I was that parent. I mean, every everything in my life is an excuse to buy more things. And I really did think that the more stuff I had, the, the not the better parent I would be, just the easier it would be, which really just meant that I was buried in stuff. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think you're alone. I, I remember feeling that way, and uh, I've actually, I'm, I'm getting the chance to meet lots of new parents because I am, I'm, I'm going on a book tour, and so one of the um, really great events that I was speaking at is called the Mother of All Baby Showers, and so I was at a, I was at an, at this event in the D.C. area not too long ago, and I was talking to a bunch of new parents, and they had this. You know, on the one hand, there were lots of really great and legitimately useful, innovative products at this show. And I was talking to a lot of new parents who were just looking at me like, how do I know what to choose? I don't know. There's Mm -hmm. so much. How am I going to know? And I think that's the case about everything, not just stuff. It's about everything. But right. It, it, you know, it takes time to learn this stuff. And that's just the last thing we have when, when we're new parents. It's, it's hard. I remember I remember actually the first time I tried to use the baby Bjorn. I was still pregnant and I tried it with a doll and I ended up sobbing. Like I couldn't I could not <laughs> fa- it seemed like some, like a puzzle to get the ba- and now I could probably do it like, you know, with one hand blindfolded, right. but trying to get the baby Bjorn on for the first time um was awful, you know, and then like yeah. multiply that by 50 new things that I had purchased. Right. And you're like, I don't just stick them in the car seat. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think. Even the car seat, installing the car oh seat. Oh my God, installing the car too. seat. It was just, that's like a, right. just getting the straps right that fit on them and the not yeah. fit. I mean, the whole thing. It's, it yeah. is so interesting. And then you do become sort of, right? Then your stroller gets gross. Like eventually you ease into it and you end up with like, you know, everything's dirty, everything's gross, it's yeah. all fine. You use this, you figure out the two things you actually use mm-hmm. all the time. Um, you know, the thing like the swing, like don't buy, I always tell people don't buy a swing. You have no idea if your baby's going to like it. Some babies love it, some babies hate it, oh. but they're barely going to use it. So like borrow a friend's and then if it's really good, like buy one or, but um, there are just so many things that they tell you you need and you just don't know if your baby's going to be that kind of baby. Right. Um, and then if your baby doesn't like it, you think something's wrong. So I love this stuff. Oh, I think boy. one of the things that would be cool with this book would be a, a true shower registry list. And it would be like vinyl tablecloth, 
<laughs> painter's tape. You'd have the craziest maxi pads. Maxi pads. You'd have like this crazy baby shower list. You know, the dish rack. But I actually think it would be really helpful. Um, right. I'm just going to design this for you. Buy this book and then have a little shower list with it. A shower registry right. list. Like not even a in registry, a but just like stuff that you're going to bring to right. the shower that the mom can go home with. Like actual useful stuff. Useful stuff instead of just stuff stuff. Yeah. Um, because that's such a great idea. Yeah, because it I'm also just imagining packaging all, packaging all that in a box. You could do like a little. Like, you should you go. Yeah, you should do like a little. Um, what are those like Amazon recommendation lists that right. people make, where like you could have it alongside mm. your book. Like, and here's everything. Here's because it would be so funny because painter's tape is never going to show up in baby and mommy, you know, section of Amazon. Right. Um, That's very, very true. We will we will discuss this after the podcast. There you go. Uh, we'll link to all these things <laughs> no, you talk about in the book. We'll link to painter's tape. We'll link to binder <laughs> clips and tablecloths. Um, but so I'm going to yeah. just say, I think your best tip, and this is one that I give to people, is as soon as your child is attached to something and has a lovey or a blanket, buy more huh. and rotate them. Because we did not. Um, it is uh, you have to rotate them that's the key because if it looks brand spanking new yeah. they know it's not the right one and mm-hmm. I I think that will save you more tears heartache or anxiety than anything else yes um, a parent sent that tip in years ago and I think it was one of those <laughs> you know painfully learned through experience tips mm-hmm. because um, you know, I think many of us have experienced, you know, taking the, the lovey or the special stuffed animal or blanket or whatever, either on an outing or traveling and it gets left on the oh. PSA security board or it gets left at the hotel or even just dropped in the mall or something. And I know it's a, it's a disaster. So um, I love that tip. And, and yeah, that came that one came in years ago and, and was so useful. And well, so I think it's a great tip as well. We had cousins visiting once from Ireland, and um, one of the kids was two, and she had a little, I think it was a lamb that she never went anywhere without. Lammy. She Yeah, so <laughs> attached to it. And we brought them to the airport, and she was asleep when they left, and they got on the plane, and they took off, and we got home, and we found her lamb. And they didn't get mm. it for like, you know, like we had to ship well, it to them. at least you had it. Yeah, at least we had it. But they had like three days without it. And they said it was like the most hellish three I had days that happen ever. at my grandmother's growing up because we spent every um, summer in Michigan. And I left my doll behind. And my grandma not only sent her to me, she put her in a little shoebox and like surrounded her with candy. <laughs> so when I got her, I got her and candy. My grandmother was a kindergarten <laughs> teacher. She knew how to do it right. Cute. Back when you could still give kids Aww. candy all the time. Um, well, this was uh. so helpful, Asha. It was a great discussion. Um, it's a great book. I love it. I really do think it is sort of an ideal baby shower gift. I think it just feels like something parents can handle. And it doesn't mm-hmm. feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it feels mm-hmm. like something you could just reference all the time without looking at this big, giant book sitting there going, oh, I guess I should have read that parenting book before the baby came <laughs> um so thank you well, thank you thank for being you. on oh thank you no i just i it, you know your excitement and enthusiasm just completely makes my day and i'm you know i'm so proud of this community that was behind this book and i'm i'm so excited to see what people think about it well we will link to um the order page on amazon i know they can start ordering now and we will link to also the parenthacks.com website so people can see more tips, submit tips. I don't know, I'm sure there's plenty of brilliant people out there with even more hacks to share. That's what makes this community great. 
And um, yeah. yeah, and we look forward to talking to you again when you have Parent Hacks the sequel. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, right. For teenagers, teenage sequel. hacks. Sending when you, when them you, off to college. Exactly. When you get That's the whole hack. Oh my God! <laughs> Just how about getting through the teenage years? When you figure that one out, um, we will <laughs> we'll give you a medal. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, thank you both for having me. This was really fun. Thanks for being here. Bye. Bye. We will be right back with our Bites of the Week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. This week, we are sponsored by giftedandtalented.com. Guided by ongoing research at Stanford University, giftedandtalented.com provides innovative, adaptive online programs and expert tutors to help kindergarten through 12th grade students become advanced learners in mathematics, language arts, science, and computer programming. Students of all abilities can benefit from enrolling in these self-paced, personalized courses, whether looking for a greater challenge, preparing for standardized tests, homeschooling, all students excel. There is no test that you have to take. You can just go to giftedandtalented.com. You have a virtual tutor if you want that. You can get dedicated guidance through digital classrooms, email, and phone so to deliver a highly personalized learning experience, which means you, the parent, do not have to be that person. You have someone else taking that burden off of you and helping your kid. And you know your kid's going to listen to the tutor, and they're not going to listen to you. Yeah, we one of us was almost in tears last night helping Fiona with her math homework. Oh my god I just think that's don't you just wish you could be like why don't you email so and so and they'll help you with that so they offer courses in K through 7 math and language arts, algebra geometry, trigonometry, calculus physics, programming in C, intro to Java. I mean I will tell you I was a math person. Like I was super super advanced I I cannot help my daughters with their algebra. I can't. Yeah. It's not the way we learned exactly. it. Exactly. I can get to the answer, but it's not the same way that they're no. supposed to get to the answer, which is why one of us was I almost in tears. I can't even get to the answer now. Their algebra one is not the algebra one we had. It is so much deeper and more complicated hmm. than when we had algebra. Um, so please bring on bring on somebody else. Um, giftedandtalented.com is based on recent studies by NYU and Stanford University. The students who enroll in their courses score twice the national average on standardized tests and finish two plus grades ahead. Their adaptive courses can be used anytime, anywhere. You don't apply, you don't take a test, you enroll and you begin right away and then it's at your child's own pace. So you can use live remote tutors, you can accelerate even faster. It's affordable, you're paying quarterly. So as much as your kid can do in that quarter, they're doing. It is not going to stop because they completed grade three or grade four. It really can be life-changing for students of all abilities. This was originally developed by Stanford University. It's now available to kids around the planet with a connected device. If you're looking for summer learning stuff right now, I bet you are. This is a great tool to keep your kid engaged. They get a little more screen time, but they can learn all summer long and again, at their own pace. So it's not like they're in one of those weirdo classes where they feel like they're going to school all summer. Mm -hmm. Give them a break. Let them have their summer break, but keep the learning going at their own pace. Listeners of our podcast get a special tuition credit, 15% off your first quarter when you use code PARENTBITES. 
And if you sign up for their automatic renewal to ensure your students never have disruption in learning, you get an additional 10% off. So go to giftedandtalented.com and use code PARENTBITES at checkout and get your discount. And get your kids hooked up with learning without you having to be the helicopter parent over their shoulder. That's like a win-win for everybody. And they get screen time. I don't know. It's like a win-win-win-win-win-win-win. Yeah. So check it out. Let us know what courses your kids do. Um, I'm kind of curious. I want to hear more about it. My children um, actually had done, not through them, but had done some of these online um, courses from Stanford mm. before. And they were really excellent. Like, it's just, it's it's real courseware. Cool. Um, so check it out. All right. Bites of the week. Amy. I guess I'm first. It's just you, <laughs> unless the ghost of Andrea is going to <laughs> give us a bite. Um, so mine is actually one that um, Rebecca made me aware of a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um it's uh, although I, I have to imagine I would have found it anyway because I actually have a Google alert out for West Wing. It's oh so my God, sad. You're such a dork. I know. <laughs> um, so it's called West Wing Weekly, and it's a new podcast. And there are a million podcasts about West Wing, and I've never been tempted to listen to one because I could host one. I've got all the episodes <laughs> memorized. Um, but what makes this one special is that um, one of the hosts is Josh Molina who was on the show for four seasons. And who's now on Scandal. Yes. And um, and his co-host, I'm going to butcher this name, um, but it's Harishi Hirway. And um, it's, it, I wasn't sure what to expect because how much insight is Josh Molina going to have on the first <laughs> three seasons, which he wasn't on, um, but so far, so good. Like he's, you know, he he was on a different Aaron Sorkin show when West Wing started. He knows Aaron Sorkin really well. He still has a lot of insider information for the seasons that he wasn't on. Um, they're going to have guests. They're going to have people who were on the show. I, I just read today that he's friends with Lynn Manuel Miranda, oh, wow. um, who you know of <laughs> Hamilton. So he's going to be on the show talking about West Wing along with Hamilton's director, um, uh, Kale. I forgot his I forget his first name. Um, so guests both connected to the show and not. Um, and they're going. They're doing it episode by episode. They're going through. He really should each have you episode. on. He should have <laughs> me on. You know what? He follows me on Twitter. Maybe I'll start tweeting him and and get him on. Yeah. Maybe I can get on there. Um, because he admits that he hasn't seen the, the shows since they first aired. Oh, unlike like, you. Unlike me, <laughs> who has, I think I'm on like probably my 30th rewatching. Of, I, I, That's no, how I am with Gilmore Girls. No joke. <laughs> I won a trivia contest. Um, me and my husband and another couple, we teamed up at a trivia night and we won a West Wing trivia contest. So we are serious. Um, but yeah, if you're a fan of West Wing or even if you just want to watch it for the first time, uh, easy to catch up. There's only been one real episode so far. Um, so you can go to westwingweekly.com or find it on iTunes and all of the other places where you find podcasts. Cool. Um, I wonder if my husband will listen to that. He doesn't like podcasts, but he loves West Wing. There you go. He'd <laughs> so, like it. Um, so my bite this week is a website called A Mighty Girl. Oh, yeah. It is books, movies, some clothing, um, holiday gift guides, all that stuff for smart, connected girls. But one of the things I love, the website's great, but what I actually really love is their Facebook page. Oh. So they share fantastic articles, news items, um, just goings on about the world um, that are all about 
smart, confident girls or girls in education or girls in coding. So it's an amazing Facebook page to follow if you're interested in articles about that kind of stuff. They had a great article this week that they shared about the work Prince Harry is doing, talking Mm -hmm. about equality for girls and women and how it's sort of central before you can have any discussion about the economy, education, you know, developing nations, helping developing nations, charities, that it all comes down to if you can't get the girls and women educated and working, then you can't actually get a sustainable country. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a great article about him and good for him for continuing the work of his mother. Yeah. Um, so I really recommend A Mighty Girl, but also their Facebook page. I actually think the Facebook page is even better because the website's really more of a store. Yeah. Um, but the follow, there's totally worth liking on Facebook. I have, I have pared down. I, I have like Amy and like my husband <laughs> and two other people on my Facebook feed. I really do because I, I just unfollow everybody and everything. Um, so that that's it. So a mighty girl makes the cut. And that is it for this week. We will have links to all the great things we talked about on the show from Parent Hacks um, with Asha Dornfest. I want to thank her again for being on. It's truly, check out the site, check mm-hmm. out the book. It really is, I think, my now my number one baby shower gift. Yeah. Um, and, along with um, paper, painter's tape, and vinyl tablecloths, <laughs> so, which every mom to be is like, thank you. Should I but not? But you'll thank me later. Should I not give maxi pads? <laughs> I don't know they, about They the probably have those. Although those are good post-birth, um, too. <laughs> but uh, so thank you for all that. We check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash parentingbites. Of course, our website, parentingbites.com. Um, on Twitter, hashtag parentingbites. And iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, please. It helps us get up in the algorithms. Thank you to everyone who's done that. And on Play.it, where you will find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. We'll talk to you next week. We will have a special guest in the studio, we think. Is it next week? Two weeks? I don't know. Oh, no. I'm calling in from Miami next week. Next oh, you'll, week, you'll be the special I'm guest. I'm the special guest calling in from um, 90 Degree Miami. And until next week, have a good week parenting. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.